Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Uh, wait a minute. Hold it. Stop everything. Stop. Hold it. I'm very sorry, Steve. I apologize for delaying the start of the show, but I have a very special announcement for all of your listeners. <clears throat> uh, can I get a little reverb, please? Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, today marks a special occasion in the history of the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For today, we are celebrating the 400th episode of Senior Care Live. That's right. That's hey, who has the noisemaker? Are noisemakers allowed in the studio? I don't think so. And whoa, whoa, wait. We have a band? When did we get a band? And how did you fit them all into the studio? <laughs> yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special episode of Senior Care Live, where today we're going to recognize and celebrate the 400th episode of this program. I could not be more proud. Just, just so, just that's a, that's an incredible milestone. I'm just really excited about it. If you can't tell already, <laughs> and I cannot thank you enough, each and every one of you, for listening to the program. I, I just, I really appreciate you so much. I, I can't even, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, so, as always, if you have a question, you can always visit us online at seniorcarelive.com, or you could call. 1-800-331-6445. All right, so today I want to share some stories with you. And the first one is about getting a valuable second opinion. This is a little different type of a second opinion than you may be thinking of. I'll explain that here shortly. I'll also explain how my business senior care consulting has changed over the last year due to the pandemic. I've had a lot of people ask me about that, and I think you'll find the story really interesting. And I'll also have a senior care in the news report about an update from the CDC. And here's a spoiler alert. Things are beginning to relax just a little bit, which is good news. And then I want to provide a really heartfelt thank you to all of the unsung heroes of this terrible pandemic. 
but first, let's start off with a, a story. I received a call from a, just a really nice lady this past week, and she wanted to know about the placement services provided by Senior Care Consulting. And she said that her friend said, listen, you need to call Steve Keeker at Senior Care Consulting uh, and find out you know, how he can help you. So she did that. I explained our services and exactly how they work, and she went on to say that she had pretty much decided to go with this particular memory care uh, community near her home. It, it was very, very close. And again, what have I always warned you about? Choosing the near, the closest one might be the most convenient, but it may not be the best fit for you. Uh, but anyway, it, that's what she did, and she said. Well, I was assured by them that this was just exactly what my husband needed and they could take good care of him. So I'm really comforted by that. So I said, uh, you know, the, the services provided by senior care consulting are just 100% objective. They're totally unbiased. And I told her that one of the pieces of information we provide is the most recent surprise health inspection results. And this is uh, technically public information, publicly available, so they are not obligated in any way to share the results with you, even if the results were terrible. Okay, they don't have to tell you that. And if they had bad results, promise I promise you, they're not going to share that information with you. You'll have to find that out on your own. And of course, the problem is, or the challenge is, most people don't know how to do that. So she said she would discuss the services with her son and get back with me. And I'm like, okay, sure, that's fine. Uh, I'm always a zero pressure kind of a person. But after we ended the phone conversation, I was just curious. So, Because she asked me, well, what do you know about this place? And I said, I've not vetted them for a really long time. So I, I don't really have any comment on that. I just, I don't know. I haven't been there for a while. So I, I looked them up. I looked up the state health inspection survey results and wow i was really really shocked so just as a background the state any state you live in they'll conduct a surprise health inspection on an annual basis and so uh, anything that they find wrong and they'll write a citation they call it a deficiency and they'll assign a a scope and severity index grade so the lower the letter the lower the level of, of the incident or infraction. And so if you have like a C or a D or an E, you could go all the way up to an F, and those are considered lower level issues or infractions. And some of them could still be very serious, but they're, they're on the lower end of the scale. But once you get up to a letter G, that's when we begin to have some issues. So the letter G means that a resident was actually harmed due to an incident or issue at the facility so if so let's take it to the next step so if you get to the letter j now we have major problems so j is the category that says a resident's health and well-being are in immediate jeopardy and unfortunately you know, many of these issues result in the death of the resident. Now, it doesn't have to, but it could, and many times it does. So uh, now that you understand inspection results, here's what I found. In literally a couple of minutes, 
Uh, on the most recent surprise health inspection, this particular place did have a J-level deficiency, and it had to do with sexual abuse and uh, also not reporting uh, this abuse in a timely manner. They just didn't handle it correctly. They didn't investigate it correctly. They didn't report it in a timely manner. Uh, just This is just not good. Uh, and then when I looked uh, back at the previous surprise health inspection, Whoa, I found two J-level deficiencies. So one of them was another sexual abuse incident where they did not conduct a thorough investigation. And again, they did not report it in a timely manner. And I'm sitting here thinking, now, what's wrong with these people? Are, are they just literally asleep at the switch? I mean, this has happened for two state survey inspections in a row in a row. Now, here's what's even more disturbing and unacceptable. And, and trust me, the sexual abuse, that is not acceptable at all uh, in any way. Uh, but a, a, another resident fell and broke their hip. Now, this could happen, just to be fair, this could happen anywhere at any time, unfortunately. Okay. However, here's the issue. They were supposed to immediately order an x-ray, but guess what? They didn't order it. And because they dropped the ball, this poor resident laid in bed for 11 hours with a broken hip. And they finally transferred the resident uh, to the hospital for care to repair their hip. But that poor person laid in bed with a fractured hip in severe pain for 11 hours. So one J deficiency in the most recent survey and two J deficiencies in the previous survey, I felt completely compelled to call this very nice lady back. And I, I said, look, whether you use senior care consulting or not, I, I need to, uh, I, I need to, I need to share what I found with you. And so she said, but they sounded so nice on the phone. And this is a super nice lady. And, and I said, well, ma'am, of course they did. You spoke with the salesperson trying to make a sale. And I also went on to explain that, remember when I said they're not obligated to tell you anything about their health inspections? Well, they didn't, did they? And she said she was going to call them and ask them about the survey and inspections. But, you know, I'm not sure why you'd want to do that. They didn't offer any information about this up front originally. And they're going to try to just brush it off and candy coat it. But here's the bottom line. This is their record. So why would you want to move your spouse to this place. This is their record. And it's not a one-time deal. It's happened over the last two survey periods. So over the years, I've had people call senior care consulting saying, Steve, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the place we want to choose, but I'm not totally sure. And I just want to compare this particular place with some others, see what you find out, uh, and just have a legitimate side-by-side -side comparison. So I can tell you, this is a really, really good exercise. And about half the time, it'll confirm your choice. Uh, and, and now you're 100. You went from 90% to now I'm 100% sure that I, I got it right. And guess what happens the other half the time? My clients are really surprised to learn that the place that they were going to choose, they were 90% sure. Okay, they weren't 100%. That's why we're, we're doing this, uh, this exercise. But 
But they're very surprised to learn that this place that they were convinced they were going to move to was not actually the best place. And they ended up going with another place. So if this sounds like your situation and you want a second opinion so that you can be 100% sure, contact Senior Care Consulting. We can compare your place with a couple of others and put them through the same vetting and auditing process uh, as the others to really make sure you've done your homework and you've got it right. All right, I'm working with the family right now, and we're literally doing that very thing. They they are convinced that of these two places would be the best fit for them, and uh, actually one place doesn't even meet their needs in any way, so I threw that out immediately, and we're going to take their second place. We're going to uh, vet that and compare that with two other places uh, so that they can get it right. So again, if you want a second opinion, contact Senior Care Consulting, and we can definitely help you with that. All right, now the Senior Care Live question of the week. The new CDC guidelines recommend that if you've been vaccinated, you still should not leave your home and be exposed to others. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a very special episode of Senior Care Live where we're celebrating the 400th episode of this program right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream the program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com or through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The new CDC guidelines recommend that if you're vaccinated, you still should not leave your home and be exposed to others. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. The answer is false. And I'm going to explain that here in just a little bit. All right. So last year, with the fear of COVID-19 beginning to take hold in our country, I, I knew it was just a matter of time before we could not enter any senior care communities and take a tour in person. I, I could actually see that one coming from a mile or maybe 10 miles away. It was just as clear as day. And I was working with a wonderful family at that time. This has been just right out about a year ago. And this was the second time that they had reached out to Senior Care Consulting for placement assistance and uh, with another family member. And they were wanting to schedule our tours so we would go out and tour all of these places in person. Uh, they were wanting to schedule those for later that week or maybe uh, early that following week. But I pushed them to tour on Tuesday, March the 17th, because of my concern that we may not be able to enter the buildings. And so they trusted me and they rearranged their schedules and we were able to tour, uh, you know, sooner than they would have preferred. But guess what? Sure enough, the very next day, the entire region 
shut down and every single senior care community closed their doors and would not allow an in-person tour and they wouldn't allow family to come in. These places just locked it down. So needless to say, my clients were very happy that they listened to me. And after that, I changed my business model because we were locked out. We couldn't go out and see these places. So I had to change my business model uh, to a virtual model. And frankly, I was just not sure if this uh, new model and new approach would be accepted by my clients. But much to my surprise, it was instantly accepted and every single client since then over this past full year has been just really impressed and eager to engage virtually and uh, and and uh, i think people from this point forward once we're able to get back in uh, and, and tour these places in person i think a lot of people will choose to do this virtually just for the convenience of it all all right so right after the lockdowns i worked with a really nice man a client he lives up in north kansas city and his sister lives up in the omaha nebraska area and we needed to uh, find a great place for both of their parents who at the time they were living both together in an assisted living facility up in the uh, lincoln omaha area we needed to move them to long-term care so at that point And again, as a result of forced creativity, I discovered that I was no longer geographically bound to the extended Kansas City region. All right, so since I'm operating virtually, uh, I could help anyone living anywhere in the entire country. So that was just a huge realization. So since then, I've helped families with placement assistance in the St. Louis, Missouri area, Springfield, Missouri, uh, Seattle, Washington, Norfolk, Virginia, and the Chesapeake Bay area. Uh, And now I'm going to expect to be working with the family sometime very soon to find a great place for their mother in Florida. And uh, now I may be, it looks like I'll probably be working with the family, finding placement for their loved one in the uh, Charleston, South Carolina area. So I'll officially announce right here on the 400th episode of the program that Senior Care Consulting can and will provide placement services anywhere in the entire United States of America. And of course, I could always fly out to your location and we could do all of this in person, uh, you know, when we're able to do that again sometime maybe later this year. However, with the new virtual model, we can do this safely and very efficiently and effectively anywhere in the country. And I am so excited to announce that. So Senior Care Live, we are open for business and can help you anywhere in the entire country. So with the original model, you know, we would meet for coffee for the, for the, uh, Uh, You know, right before the first tour, we'd have some coffee, explain what to expect on the tour, and then we would head out and visit each place in person. And during the visit, we would take a walk through the community, see everything that we need to see. And then at that point, I would conduct a 97-point inspection and performance audit. So this is a very thorough set of questions asked that, frankly, most people would never know to ask. Uh, 
And once we're finished, we would head to the second place, then the third place. And when we're wrapped up with all of our tours, I produce a summary report that includes every question asked, every piece of information discovered. I calculate exact staffing ratios. And very importantly, as mentioned earlier, I report to you what was found in the most recent Surprise Healthcare Inspection. There's just a wealth of information at your fingertips now to help you make an informed decision. And now you can make your decision with confidence. So if this is resonating with you, contact Senior Care Consulting and ask for a free consultation. And here's the phone number that you can reach us at, 913-945-2800. Or you could also visit online, again, at SeniorCareConsulting.com. Okay, so (laughs) here we go. We're going to try out a new feature. I hope you like it. It's either going to be a a big hit or it's going to be a big flop. (laughs) But here we go with the Senior Care Live giggle of the day. Okay, so this last week, uh, it, this would be better on TV. I'll just say that, but I'll try to explain it. So uh, I, I saw this joke, and there's a picture of someone's, hand, just their hands, holding, now now work with me here, okay? Just try to imagine, holding a large amount of horse manure in their hands, <laughs> okay? So it went on to say, it's been scientifically proven that horse manure protects you in the days of COVID-19. So you take the fresh horse manure and rub your hands with it, and it has the following wonderful benefits. Number one, it prevents you from touching your nose and your eyes and your mouth. Well, yeah, that that, that would work. <laughs> Number two, people will stay at least six feet away from you, uh, probably way further away from you than that. They might think you're a little bit crazy. <laughs> Number three, no one, and I mean no one, will want to shake your hand. And that's good in the day of COVID-19, right? And then last but not least, you will safely wash your hands very thoroughly before going to lunch. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? So who knew that horse manure could be so beneficial in these crazy days of COVID-19? All right, how about it? (laughs) Should we stick with that? Should we give it another few or should we absolutely can it? (laughs) Was it a hit or was it a flop? (laughs) Let me know what you think and we'll have a whole lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a special episode of Senior Care Live, where today we're celebrating and recognizing the 400th episode of this program right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. 
For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcasts of all of the recent episodes again at SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So I, I was visiting with our wonderful producer extraordinaire, Sean Floyd, and uh, on, on the break here, and uh, we were kind of giggling about, nervously giggling, <laughs> about the Senior Care Live Giggle of the Week. And uh, we pretty much uh, agreed that uh, that's either going to be the golden nugget uh, or, or it's just going to be horse manure. So <laughs> I don't know. Was, was it a success? Was it a flop? And I could, I could come up probably with some, some funnier stuff. But I just, that one just kind of hit me as really funny uh, and, and very timely. And again, who knew that horse manure could be so beneficial during a pandemic? So I, I thought it was pretty good. And seriously, let me know. <laughs> Let me know what you think about the that new feature, the giggle of the day. All right, folks, we have a lot of news out there, and here we go. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right, this is from the CDC, Center for, for Disease Control. Monday, March the 8th, of course, 2021, the Centers for Disease Control released a new set of guidelines this week for Americans who have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19, easing the rules and issuing a blueprint for many to return to their pre-pandemic lives. How about that? This is exciting. Okay, it's not it's not huge, but I mean, it is it. it I think I think it's big. OK, uh, the guidance represents a first step toward returning to everyday activities in our communities. The CDC will update these recommendations as more people are vaccinated and the rates of COVID-19 in the communities change and decrease and additional scientific evidence becomes available. So, but, but this is the first big one that, that really talks about some actual, uh, I think, tangible major changes. So the quote, we know that people want to get vaccinated so they can get back to doing the things they enjoy with the people they love, said CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. There's some activities that fully vaccinated people can begin to resume now in their own homes. Everyone, even those who are vaccinated, should continue with all mitigation strategies when in public settings. All right. So we've talked about that. We are turning the corner, but, you know, we still need to be careful because we're not out of the woods yet. But, you know, we're getting there. All right. And then it goes on to say, as the science evolves and more people get vaccinated, we will continue to provide more guidance to help fully vaccinated people safely resume more activities. All right, so we have uh, three new guideline rules. Well, it, it, they're calling it a rule, but I, I know it's a guideline. It's a suggestion or a guideline. Uh, so uh, if you've been fully vaccinated, you can visit with other fully vaccinated people indoors without wearing masks and without staying six feet apart. 
So if, uh, if you're fully vaccinated and you want to see your parents and they're fully vaccinated, you can hug them. You can give them a kiss on the cheek. Uh, you can uh, sit next, next to them while having dinner or visiting or watching a movie or whatever you're doing. You don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to be that six feet, uh, six feet apart, uh, which is, um, that's just been a terrible thing to have people have to be separated like this. So you don't have to do that anymore if you're fully vaccinated and the people that you're visiting with are also fully vaccinated. So that is great news. All right, the next guideline, uh, you can visit. So this, again, if you're fully vaccinated, you can visit with unvaccinated people from one other household indoors without wearing masks or staying six feet apart if everyone in the other household is at low risk for severe disease. So I'll give you an example of that. Children are at a super, super low risk. And how many grandparents for a year haven't been able to hug their grandson? They haven't been able to hug their granddaughter. Well, guess what? So if your grandson or your granddaughter, they're from another household and they are at low risk for severe disease, they can come over and you can hug up on them. You can love on them. You can bake cookies together. And, uh, and that, is, uh, that is allowable. That is allowable. Even if these little, little grandbabies... Uh, these little grandkids are, are not vaccinated because they are considered very low risk for severe disease. So that's one of the best pieces of news that I think uh, I've heard in a really long time. Just think about it. I'm not a grandparent yet. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get there one of these days. But I've heard being a grandparent is nothing short of phenomenal. And to not be able to hug your grandkids and, and just give them a big hug and kiss them on their forehead. To not be able to do that for a painful 12-month period of time, I cannot imagine that. So, yeah, you can see them through the windows, and you can talk to them on Zoom, and that's wonderful, but that's not the same. That's not the same. So, uh, so you're, you're going to be able to do that now. Uh, the, the last one here, if you're fully vaccinated... You don't have to quarantine or get tested um, if you don't have symptoms of COVID-19 after contact with someone who does have COVID-19. So that, the wording on that is a little bit awkward. So you're fully vaccinated. You come in contact with someone who uh, has some symptoms. They haven't been tested. They, and then they go, they get tested and they're positive. So what do you do? Well, you don't have to go into quarantine for 10 to 14 days. And you don't have to go and get tested and have the Q-tip ran in, clear up into the back of your brain and all that stuff, okay, unless you are now having symptoms. Now, the two uh, primary vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, they are deemed to be 95% effective. Uh, so that, that 5% is still hanging out there, okay? And if you did get it, I think your symptoms are supposed to be uh, much less severe. Uh, so if, if you've been exposed to someone who's positive and you're not showing any symptoms whatsoever, then no harm, no foul. You're fine. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to quarantine and you don't have to uh, get tested. But if you are starting to have 
some symptoms, uh, I would go ahead and get tested just in case on the unlikely, uh, uh, in the unlikely event that you, you may actually contract that. So, all right. So while the new guidance is a positive step, the vast majority of people need to be fully vaccinated before COVID-19 precautions can be lifted broadly. So until then, it's important that everyone continues to adhere to public health mitigation measures to protect the large number of people who remain unvaccinated. All right, so let's talk about, you know, what is being vaccinated? Okay, a lot of people say, well, I had my first shot, so I'm good to go. Well, no, you're not fully vaccinated. You're well on your way, but you're not fully vaccinated. So, like, for example, with the Pfizer vaccine, you get your shot, and then you have to wait a period of time, and then you go back and you get your second shot. So you have to have that booster shot, that second shot that will get you up to that maximum efficacy, if you will. And even when you get that second shot, you're still not fully vaccinated until waiting two weeks after the second shot. Uh, a lot of people are having fun with this. They're marking their calendars. They're going, okay, so if I got it on Friday two weeks ago, then this Friday is my Freedom Day. They're calling it Freedom Day, and it's kind of fun thing to do, uh, saying that's the day I get my freedom back, and I'm no longer held hostage uh, by the fear of contracting this nasty little bug. Uh, so they're calling that Freedom Day. So you're fully vaccinated two weeks after your second shot and that is when you are fully vaccinated so uh, i thought it was important to uh, uh to talk about that and then uh, the last time i looked gosh we're still not doing a good enough job getting everyone vaccinated and we're still short uh vaccine supply frankly but it is really ramping up big time right now and as i mentioned a few weeks ago pfizer cut their manufacturing time in half so they're going to be doubling the amount by the end of may that they're producing and shipping out to all the different states but right now i think we're just about 10 percent of the population is vaccinated so that i mean that's over 30 million people so uh so that is that's good it's a good start but here we are now we're close to the middle of march and uh and we're only at 10 percent so i think we're just really going to peak and really ramp it up as we get into you know may and june and july uh, i think at that point i think anyone who wants to be vaccinated at that point will probably be able to get vaccinated and at that point we start reaching that herd immunity number of depends on who you talk to you know 75 80 85 percent uh, either naturally immune because of contracting COVID 19 or vaccinated and at that point i think we're going to see uh, our society be look a lot more uh, normal and a lot more like it did pre-pandemic all right hang on we're going to have a whole lot more coming up next you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 
1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a very special episode of Senior Care Live, where today we're celebrating and recognizing the 400th episode of this program right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right. Well, I've had a lot of fun with this program today (laughs) and uh, even introduced a new uh, segment or feature, but uh, I'd like to end this special episode the 400th episode of Senior Care Live with just a a sincere thank you to all of the unsung heroes that have put their very lives on the line for all of us during this terrible pandemic. See, we're right here up on the the one-year anniversary of basically just shutting down. Remember, we were just going to shut down for two weeks to try to flatten the curve? Yeah. Okay. Right. (laughs) So that turned into a year. Now there was a hard shutdown and then we started open back up again. We shut down again and everyone's trying to do their best. And we just want to make sure people are safe. Uh, I think some of this stuff is probably overdone, but, uh, but, but, but the bottom line is everyone is in this together. We're learning about it as we go. And then as we learn more then we try to change the rules, like the CDC, you know, they just, they just updated the guidelines and that's a, that's a really exciting update, but, but we know more and, uh, we're smarter about this, and we understand it so much better than we did a year ago when everyone was just completely freaked out. Remember, if you brought your groceries home, I mean, what if the germs are on the package? So I know people who would go out into their driveways with rubber gloves and sanitize every like box of cereal and and every can of soup or whatever. I, I mean, it just just but we didn't know. We we just didn't know. Now we're so much we're so much smarter about this, but you know we're not out of the woods yet. But we're we are truly truly turning a corner, I believe. So for the scientists and the amazing physicians, like uh, I'd mentioned this gentleman a couple of weeks ago, Doctor Barney Graham, a local Paola man who is considered largely responsible for creating the successful and safe. COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And Dr. Herrick, he was on the program a couple of months ago, and he literally puts his life on the line every single day when seeing and testing patients who are positive with the virus. And these physicians and so many other physicians and scientists, they are heroes. Thank you for all you do. And then here's one. I, I think a lot of people might might miss this one or not even think about it. Our government. Thank you to our government. Now, you can criticize our government for a whole lot of things. Okay, but they stepped up when we needed them most. They created something called Operation Warp Speed, and they created a government and private partnership to expedite the development of these vaccines. And I mean, are you kidding me? From just learning about the new virus in January of 2020 to injecting a 95% safe and effective vaccine into arms before the end of that year, 2020. I mean, 
when many vaccines take 10 to 15 years to develop? This is a modern day miracle. So thank you to the physicians and the scientists and all the people working in our government for creating this Operation Warp Speed and working together. That is phenomenal. You also, you are heroes. And then think about the nurses. I have a soft spot in my heart for nurses. They're on the front lines every single day. They're getting coughed on and and, uh, and and sneezed on and everything on, right? My wife is a registered nurse. She's a registered nurse, and she went to work every single day, not knowing what to expect. Just again, again, in the early days, we didn't know what we didn't know. She didn't know what to expect, but she showed up every day and she did her best. And, you know, no one, no one's used to wearing these masks. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, she had to wear a mask for, you know, 10, 11 hours a day. That was uncomfortable. Uh, but but you, they all did their best. My wife did her best. But every single day, she showed up. And remember early on, we just, we just didn't know anything about the virus. So as a matter of precaution, my wife took her shoes. And I think a lot of people did things like this. I'll just give you a quick insight. My wife took off her shoes and her scrubs in the garage and she changed her clothes. Uh, and, and then she walked straight into the laundry room off the garage. She dropped her scrubs into the wash machine. And she didn't want to potentially infect, uh, you know, due to her clothing, she didn't want to, she didn't want to bring that in uh, around the family. And I've even heard of some nurses literally closing themselves off from the rest of the family and living in the basement or just, you know, one side of the house for a while. And again, at the time, we just didn't know much about the virus and everyone was just scared to pieces that they would infect their family. But uh, but it all it all worked out. But, you know, thank you to all of the nurses working in hospitals and senior care communities and physicians offices and and everywhere else that you work. Uh, Nurses, you are heroes. And then while everyone stayed at home, we had the essential workers working their tails off. We had police officers and firefighters and EMTs and teachers and everyone working in grocery stores. And, you know, all four of my kids work in a grocery store and they worked all through the shutdown. They never stopped working. And each and every one of them, plus all their co-workers, they were in danger and they put their own health and well-being on the line each and every day so that we could all continue to have food to eat. And then you had the whole supply chain going to all the grocery stores and the truck drivers and people working in the warehouses. And and uh, we had so many essential workers. And I know I missed a ton of them, but uh, uh, you know who you are. And we thank you, essential workers. You are heroes. And then what about all of the good people working in senior care communities. I mean, we have nurses working there, CNAs, CMAs, social workers, dietary staff, housekeeping, laundry, therapy staff, administrative staff. You have a lot of people working in these senior care communities, and every one of these people were at high risk, but they worked hard through it all. So to all of the great people working in senior care communities everywhere, thank you so much. You are heroes. And then we can't forget about people working in home care, in hospice care. 
in home health care. Wow, what an amazing job you all did. Thank you so much. And I know I, I, I left some people out today, uh, but just to everyone who worked through to, to help all of us, and, and, you, and you risked yourself, and you put yourself on the line, we can never thank you enough. Thank you so much. You are all heroes. And then I wanted to, on this 400th episode, I just wanted to thank uh, uh, my friend, Sean Floyd. He's the producer extraordinaire of this program. He puts together all of the jingles and that intro and and everything. It just does a fantastic job. Sean, you make me sound better than than I actually do. So thank you so much. Then I want to thank my friend, John Stauffer, Rich Deutsch, and Mark Groves, everyone at the Intercom uh, team in Kansas City. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you to all of our amazing partner sponsors. Uh, We couldn't do it without you. And then we have you, the listeners of this program. When I say I can't thank you enough, I really mean that. I appreciate you each and every single time. Thank you so very much. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week for the 401st episode of Senior Care Live.